Kansas anymore. Are you ready? No, I'm just getting warmed up. This task was appointed to you. I said I want the truth! I say we take off and loop the entire site from Dodge that. Hello and welcome to the BBFC podcast. I'm Joe and today I'm joined by Lucy to discuss Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Welcome back to the podcast, Lucy. Thanks, Joe. Now, I gather this is a title that's often studied in school and I've got fond memories of endlessly watching Blade Runner over and over again in my media studies course some years back now. It has to be said, I gather this is a film that's commonly studied in schools as well, is that right? It's exactly. Well, it certainly seems to be a favourite both of students who've watched it but also people teaching it so I get university lecturers but also teachers asking about it as a possible example of something we could do on the podcast and we could do some education work on. Um, For those of you that don't know it very well um, Do the Right Thing is a US drama it's very highly regarded critically and it's about the simmering tensions in a multiracial community in New York that spill over into violence on a long long hot summer's day Um, And as I said, it's a work we've been asked to talk about a lot. So I was really, really thrilled to be asked to come and have a look. Sure. So when the film was submitted to the BBC, and I gather this was in May 1989, what did staff viewing the film think about it in terms of classification? For a start, um, as is often the case when you get to look at these things, the staff who watched it really did seem to get get a lot out of it and like it. So that was quite a nice thing to see. and it was a group of three people who watched it, and two of them were in favour of giving the film an 18, so restricting it to adults only, um, and one was more in favour of giving it a 15. This said, um, and I often think this is an interesting thing to find out about the BBFC, past and present, that you know, these things, these films are watched by people. There's a, a divided opinion in, in the one person who wants to recommend 15, and in fact, when you read the reports, they say... My conscience tells me to suggest 15, but I know board policy says 18. I have in mind those beautifully curious but mature 15-year-olds. And it shows a sort of real hope that the film will be seen as it is now today by a sort of older teen audience who are studying it and who who get a lot out of it. All this said, there was some discussion and it was thought about, but two things swayed towards the 18. One was that the issues in it were very strong. Um, the strong language, strong racist language, the violence and the tone of the film. So in terms of BBFC policy at the time, if you like, uh, it was an 18. But also the people who had made the film requested an 18, so they were clearly thinking of it as an adult work. It's also worth remembering that the reports, when you read them, they did look at the film's political messaging. Um, for those of you, again, who haven't seen it or don't know it so well, it ends with two conflicting quotations from Martin Luther King and the other from Malcolm X, presenting, if not conflicting, the very different views to violence and our responses to violence in society. So the film was seen as, a, as an opening for debate, as, of course, it has been seen for the decades since it, since it was first released. The other thing that was quite interesting for me to see was the other films that those who watched it were comparing it to, So at the time, they were thinking about films like Platoon and Raging Bull in terms of the language. And one of them, in fact, said, we lost count, but I reckon there are at least 200 or more of uh, the strongest terms. They also talk about the racist terms, racist attitudes and violence, and especially about a sequence which is quite famous, where several different characters address the camera and talk in um, very strongly expressive ways about discriminatory views of different groups and societies and um, about black people, about Asian people, about different racial and ethnic groups and religious groups and that that sequence is very challenging and provocative so they were very aware of of all of those things but in the end they recommended 
18. There was also a note on the file that was handwritten, which I thought was really quite lovely, and it said that this was a key work um, which everybody should see at the BBFC. And uh, for those, those of us who work here, we know that that's still a sort of common practice, that works that are complicated or particularly highly regarded might be seen as staff screenings or be shown to everybody who, who works in the compliance teams. So even back then in 1989, even though it was a relatively straightforward 18 decision in terms of policy and the films that had gone before, it was definitely seen as a film that should be considered and thought about. And I think that's a really nice thing to find out about a film that's got this sort of critical reputation. So is it right then that the film's an 18 primarily for strong language and racial terms? Is, is that um... That's right, and the violence, and they all sort of work together. It was definitely a film where there was a sort of combination of issues um, that pushed it that way. And as I said, they were sort of comparing it to other films which felt at the, at the time were very sort of emphatically 18. So they were the people watching it were, were deciding, I guess, that um, it would have been an unusually strong work at, at 18. Although, of course... We know now that by current guidelines and standards, it, the works are 15, which we'll get on to later. Sure, and, yeah, and as, as you sort of imply, like our classification standards have changed over the years as public attitudes have changed. So what happened to the work when it came in on video? Well, it's interestingly, or, or, or maybe not so interestingly, on video, um, when the work came in, there was no reason to change the 18 because, because it had so recently gotten 18. Um, although it's worth noting that... Um, in terms of the tone of the film, there was even an attempt in the consumer advice, as it was called, which was the previous term for what we now call BBFC Insight, which older um, older listeners will remember, as I do, that on VHS cases, it was done in a little grid. And the grid was requested for Do the Right Thing. And the grid included, under violence, the description, occasional, strong, brutal. And that use of brutal, I guess, gives us an idea of why it was seen as such an adult work, the strength of it. And that was it for over a decade? Yeah, I mean, we didn't see the work again at the BBFC until the noughties. Um, in 2001, Spike Lee's director's commentary came in, and it was given an 18 uncut, and a few weeks later, a closed caption for um, the deaf and hard of hearing version was sent in, and also seen, and also given an 18. Um, as on the first video, video release, there wasn't serious consideration given to changing the category, but that was partly because the BBFC policy at the time was that works like um, closed caption versions and commentaries should get the same category as the original. So it, it's not that, that people sat down for a long time and thought in 2001, this is definitely still an 18, but more it was a matter of policy and process. So how did Do the Right Thing end up being a 15 in the end? Well, just two years ago, a digital cinema release was sent in. It was viewed by a compliance officer who recommended a reclassification down to 15 uncut, as the 15 was a reasonable and defensible move for the film. So what the compliance officer was doing there was looking at the film afresh and thinking about the guidelines that had most recently been published and deciding where the work would fit best what would be the best thing to do for the public and for the work. Their report noted that the strong language, strong discriminatory language within the context of a work that explores race, racial politics, violence and discrimination and the scene of violence were well below the levels which would take a work to 18 these days affecting though they might be they're strong and they're impactful for sure, but they sit alongside a great many films we've passed, both reclassified but also newly classified at 15 in the decades since the, the first film came out. 
as this reclassification downwards was for cinema release, we now have BBFC Insight for Do the Right Thing as well, because that was such a recent classification. And it notes the following key issues in the work. Um, the multiple uses of strong language, the racist language and racist abuse, and the sexualised nudity and the violence. So it splits it into those four things. The strong language is, is relatively straightforward at 15 because the frequency, as we found in the original reports, was as such that it was very hard to keep track, I think, for anyone watching it of quite how many uses there were. Um, the insight notes that there's frequent sequences with racial abuse exchanged between characters, sometimes in banter, sometimes very aggressively. Um, but the tone and context and presentation are key because the, though the racist language is often aggressive, um, the work as a whole does not endorse discriminatory attitudes and that's a sort of very important uh, consideration across the categories when we're looking at discriminatory terms and discriminatory attitudes and stereotypes and those sorts of things. Who's saying what? How are they saying it? What is the work doing? How is it looking at these issues? Sure, and discrimination was something that was actually added to more recent iterations of the guidelines, wasn't it? So is that something that that specifically takes into account in the guidelines? Absolutely. I mean, what's interesting is you, you can uh, when you're talking to people um, about how the guidelines work, if you say, should there be this sort of term in a work and you use a strong racist term people would instinctively say, no, absolutely not, not, at, not unless it's at the absolute highest level. But what's interesting for us now is that you can get a film like uh, I Am Not Your Negro, which came out this year, which did include some historically uh, sort of archaic, if you like, but also some very unfortunately common sort of racist and racial terms and horrible, horrible acts of racist and racial violence. Um, and what the, the uh, team watching that thought about was what was the purpose of that documentary and it certainly wasn't designed to sort of stir up negative feelings towards non-white people for example and I think Do the Right Thing is obviously one of those works that is starting a debate and, and is very provocative but there's no sense that the uh, 15, 16, 17 year old now wouldn't be able to cope with the complicated ideas on play. Sure, and that's something Spike Lee is obviously well known for for doing in his films as well. Absolutely. I mean, the other thing to note about the violence is we've mentioned it a few times, and I won't do spoilers for those of you that haven't seen it, but um, it's worth noting that the scene of violence in and of itself is in some ways a lot less sort of brutal and gory and realistic looking than some of the violence we see these days commonly in sort of very high budget 12A, 15, 18 films. But the impact of that violence still retains its power, actually, because... It's got a real realism to it when a, a crowd erupts into violence and then the police try to break that fight up and then the police commit an act of violence. And though it's lacking detail like goriness or anything, it still carries a tremendous impact, actually, as you watch it again. And, and that's the sort of thing that keeps it firmly at 15 rather than lower down, even if the language hadn't been an issue. Well, that's interesting. Thanks very much, Lucy. And I hope that's useful to anybody who is studying this film at school or university. Don't forget that if you do want to ask us to talk about a particular film on the podcast, you can do so by using the podcast form on the podcast page of our website, or you can email us at podcast at bbfc.co.uk. Or if you're on Twitter, you can tweet to us at bbfc.